0: Single lady, I'm so glad that you are here. Today is going to be so fun because it's an extension of last week. So last week, I gave you an overview of attachment styles, and I talked about how experts and researchers say that actually, when you get into a relationship, that you're not really who you think you are, that what's actually happening is your attachment style is being triggered. And so you may find yourself acting like someone that you aren't normally, like you might find that at work, you are totally with it. You like feel confident and you feel secure in your job, but when it comes to a relationship, you feel like an anxious mess. Or you may feel that you are have it together in your friendships that are non-romantic, but when you get into a romantic relationship, maybe you find yourself pushing the guy away or not feeling comfortable with verbal affirmation or words of affection or even physical affection like hand-holding. And you're thinking, what is this all about? In the last episode, I gave an overview of the attachment styles. If you haven't listened to that yet, go back and take a listen because it will really help you identify your attachment style. So today what we're gonna do is we're gonna dig a little bit deeper and we're gonna talk about the anxious attachment style. So you might be thinking, well, Shanna, I know I don't have an anxious attachment style. It's totally okay. You wanna listen today because you might run across a man who does have an anxious attachment style. Men can be anxiously attached as well. It's not just a woman thing. And if you can identify with being anxiously attached, this is definitely for you today. I'm going to give you some tips to help you successfully date with an anxious attachment style. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Single Over 30 podcast with dating and relationship coach, Shanna Shooty. Shanna's here to help you find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. Here's Shannon. I'm so glad that you are back. All right, so we're going to get started with these tips to help you date successfully if you are anxiously attached. So, the first one is you want to be aware of your tendency to go fast to remove anxiety. So lots of times this anxiousness won't kick in with someone that you're not interested in or with a guy that you're like, meh, I don't know, really know if I like him or not. But with someone that you're interested in or someone that you have chemistry with, you may feel like you want to get quickly attached to that person. And this is a problem because it can cause you to overlook important relationship stages and it can cause you to miss red flags. Because the anxious attachment style isn't okay with that sort of in-between place from, hey, I just met you to exclusive dating. So sometimes I'll try to push the relationship forward or row the relationship boat to the next level or to the next stage by, you know, asking the guy, are you interested in me or not? Are you seeing anybody else? Or chasing the guy by doing the guy's work instead of just sitting back so that he will chase them, which will actually create more security. There's also a problem with going too quickly. Here's kind of the irony of it. When you have an anxious attachment style and you're trying to close the gap or get that commitment or find out how a guy feels about you or pull him into relationship with you, like I said, you're trying to remove the insecurity that you have. But when you try to move too quickly, you're still not going to get security For a couple reasons, one is because if you were the one that was chasing the guy, you're not gonna really know what he thinks about you. The second thing is, is if you move into a committed relationship too quickly, You're not going to know enough about him to feel safe. So there isn't enough of a foundation in the relationship for you to feel like you can really trust him. So in order to get that kind of security that you want in the long run, what you have to do is you've got to slow down. Now that means that at the very beginning, you might be triggered. There might be some anxiety that you have at the very beginning. But I promise you that in a healthy relationship, if you stay the course, that that anxiety will dissipate or completely disappear. You may have heard on my recent podcast with one of my coaching clients, Annie, She talked about her anxious attachment style and how she no longer has it. She's in a serious relationship with a great guy and they're looking at getting married. However, when she first started seeing him, she had anxiety. They took it slow. They got to know each other and now she feels safe in that relationship. But like I said, if you move too quickly, you're actually going to sabotage the safety that you're really looking for. So you can ask a man to go slow because that's what you really need to feel secure. Now, some men will respond well to that, and they'll be respectful. Other men, if they are pushers or rushers, or maybe if they are anxious themselves, they'll try to move your boundaries. But what you want to do is stick to your guns and not allow him to move your boundaries, understanding that a guy who's really, really interested in you, that he will respect your request to go slow. You'll also want to define what that means to go slow. The next tip that you can put into play so that you can date successfully with an anxious attachment style is to ask yourself, am I really clear about what I want? This being clear about what you want happens on a couple levels. The first level is, am I clear about what kind of person I'm looking for, what kind of man I'm looking for, and also what kind of relationship am I looking for? What kind of man you're looking for involves character traits. So you want to know, what kind of guy do I want? Am I looking for someone who's patient? Someone who's interested in family? What kind of guy am I looking for? The next thing is, what kind of relationship am I looking for? Am I looking for someone who wants to get married? Am I looking for someone who just wants to hang out and be friends? What kind of relationship am I looking for? It's really important to define this up front because it will help you when you get into a relationship and there's a lot of emotion that gets involved so that if there's a lot of chemistry or if a guy is trying to move your boundaries or rush you or push you, it's going to help you so that you have clarity on what you actually need. Also, when you define your character traits, it's going to help you recognize I need to slow down because like I said, if you're looking for a guy who values family or who is patient when he gets angry, You're going to recognize, hey, it's going to take me time to really see these things in a man. So I'm not going to go off of just what he says about himself. Like if he says, yeah, I'm patient. Yeah, I love family, right? I'm not going to go off of those things. I'm actually going to go off what I see. That's going to cause me to slow down, which is going to create more security in me and a feeling of safety. There was a time when I was interested in a guy that I had met online. We'd never met in person. And I was talking to a friend of mine about him because I was really excited about him. He seemed responsible and he, you know, shared my values and my faith and uh he had a good job and all the kind of things that I was looking for. And I was telling a girlfriend of mine about him. I was saying, this guy is awesome. He's got such great character. And she stopped me. She's like, Shanna. No, that's not right thinking. She said, because character isn't something that someone says about themselves, it's something that they do. And that is so true. So, when you're defining what you want and getting clear about what you want, remember the truth about who he is will show up over a period of time. The next thing is, is you want to recognize you don't have to answer every single question about a guy right at the beginning. So I've coached women with an anxious attachment style and they take their checklist to dates, right? So on the very first date, they want to know, uh, is he this way? Does he do this? What does he think about that? And they've got this checklist out because they're trying to protect themselves from getting hurt. But because we're talking about going slow and getting to know someone so that you can feel more safe. You say, okay, these are things that I want to know. These are my expectations for a relationship, but I don't have to have all of them answered right now. I can stick these questions that I have up on the shelf and I can just wait until they get answered. Because again, you're not going to get serious with someone and commit to someone until you know that this is a man that you could be serious with. And if you want to get married, that this is a man who could be a serious potential Another tip is you want to be clear about your boundaries ahead of time. Like, for example, am I going to go back to his house on the first date? What about if he talks to me disrespectfully? What about if he does ask me to go too fast? How am I going to handle that? What are my boundaries? So you want to define those ahead of time because lots of times, People who have an anxious attachment style are empathetic, they're empaths, and this personality type tends to be really compassionate, and they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, and sometimes when they get into these sticky situations where they need to have a boundary, they have a hard time setting it, right? So you want to know what your boundaries are ahead of time so that they do not get moved. And if you don't know what your boundaries are, you won't know when they're getting stepped on. You also want to understand what your non-negotiables are. So again, because anxious attachment types tend to be empathetic, they can tend to justify things when things aren't okay. Because if you get into a relationship in which it's not healthy, or you start to see some red flags, then you'll kind of justify, well, it was just one thing, or well, he was having a bad day, right? You want to try to stay away from those things by understanding what your non-negotiables are so that when things get difficult that you don't throw your non-negotiables out the window. Another thing that you can do, you don't just want to ask, does he like me? But you want to ask, is he a good fit for me? Because anxious attachment types tend to see others above them. Like they tend to see others better than them and they're below them. That's why lots of times anxious types will question themselves. They'll doubt themselves. They'll go into a spin. Oh my gosh, I had that conversation with that guy. Did I say the wrong thing? Is he going to to leave me. Maybe he's not interested in me anymore because of what I said, right? So they can go into a spin because they see other people as being better than them and them being beneath others, which means they can spend a lot of time trying to prove themselves. So you don't just want to ask, does he like me? But you want to ask, is he a good fit for me? Next tip is you want to ask yourself, am I abandoning myself and my true self on dates? Am I people pleasing? Am I not sharing my thoughts and opinions to connect because I don't want there to be a gap? So one of the things that anxious styles are afraid of is any kind of dissent or disagreement between people because disagreement feels like rejection and rejection feels like abandonment and abandonment feels scary. So you want to ask yourself, Am I just people-pleasing because of that anxiety? Am I losing my voice? Am I letting a man or men railroad me? So you want to make sure that you are voicing your opinion and you are asking for what you need. Another tip is to take care of your self-care habits because one of the things that can happen when an anxious type starts to obsess, right? We get into a relationship with a guy, we're really interested in him, and then all of a sudden we're just in a mental spin analyzing everything, overthinking stuff. And believe me, I've done this before. We're thinking about what's gonna happen in the relationship. What if this happens? What if that happens? And the next thing you know, We're completely out of balance in our life. Maybe we haven't been able to focus on work or we haven't been doing things with our girlfriends like we normally would. So you want to make sure that you take care of yourself. Like don't get out of balance by talking to him all the time on the phone, letting him take up all of your time. Continue to take care of yourself in your own life. Another tip is to question your reactions. So attachment styles have triggers that come with them. For example, for the anxious attachment style, when someone starts to pull away from you or you sense a distance, maybe a guy doesn't call you when he said he would, maybe he seems sort of emotionally unavailable, or you're looking at his facial expressions and you're thinking that he's upset with you, all of these things can trigger you. And when you get triggered, there's a reaction that you would have. Maybe for some anxious styles, what they'll do is they'll try to make a guy jealous uh, if he's pulling away or... They'll try to do something nice for him, or they will call him over and over and over again. Or maybe they'll even try to punish him through sarcasm or some unkind text message, or maybe they will stonewall him. But there's different kinds of reactions that people can take on in order to fix that pain that they're feeling, that distance that they're feeling, and that fear of abandonment and to fix their anxiety. So you want to ask yourself, if he didn't call me, could it be that anything else could have happened that has kept him from calling? For example, in the podcast with my coaching client, Annie, she is a self-identified anxious attachment style. And the guy that she was seeing didn't call her one night and she started to get really anxious. She reached out to me. My husband and I did a coaching session with her. And then she found out later that he just didn't call her because he had gotten home late that night and he didn't want to wake her up because he knew that she had to get up early the next morning. So what you want to do is question your assumptions instead of thinking, oh yeah, he's pulling away from me. He's going to desert me. He's mad at me. You know, I said something wrong, whatever it is, instead of thinking all this stuff that can send you into a spin, ask yourself, could it be anything else? Is there any other reason that this could have happened? Question your assumptions and question your triggers. The next thing is you don't want to confuse intense emotion and intense feelings of longing with love because it could just be that your attachment system has gotten triggered. This is something that I didn't really understand when I was younger, but here's how it would work. I'd be interested in a guy. Maybe he's calling me. All of a sudden, he doesn't call me for a while or a couple days or a day or whatever. I don't hear from him. I'm starting to feel like he's pulling away and I'm starting to feel really anxious. And so then, all of a sudden, because I'm feeling anxious, I start feeling all this intense longing for him. And that feels like love to me, right? So there's this roller coaster of emotion that is happening. However, like I said, that's not necessarily love. That's That's just your attachment system. In a healthy relationship, there will be more steadiness to your emotions, and maybe even sometimes it may feel anticlimactic or even boring, but that's a sign of a secure relationship. All right, I hope these tips have been helpful to you. And in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about the avoidant attachment style. As we go, remember that the dream that you have to have love and be loved is possible. It really, really is. And remember to keep it sunny. I'll see you next time. Keep it sunny, baby. Ni